0: Authorization required. Captain's log. The impossible has happened. Somewhere along this journey, we'll find a way back. Enter authorization code. We might have just discovered the first stable wormhole known to exist. Our mission is to go forward. It's just begun. There's still much to do. still so much to learn. Security authorization accepted. Command codes verified. Transfer complete. You're listening to an hour with the Continuing Committee with your host, Charlie Plain. Hello everybody, this is Charlie Plain, your host. I am flying solo today because I thought it would be slightly more interesting to listen to me talk for a little bit than to go three weeks in a row without a new episode. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I am working on lining up some guests, so hopefully next week you will not just listen to me babble, but for now, I am going to be answering questions from the community. I've pulled some questions from private messages, uh, from the chat room, hopefully some from Twitter here, and I'm going to answer your questions as best I can. So let's get started. I have a question here from Faithful Reader, one of our more uh, prolific posters who wants to know when we will get more information on Make It More So, or the second season of Make It So. Uh, The plan is definitely to do another season of Make It So. Um, We made... We learned a lot from the last season, so we're going to be doing some stuff differently this time. I would expect to see early applications um, in the summer, and probably the competition to start uh, after Gen Con and run uh, two or three months um, It's going to be less people More streamlined uh, Easier to digest and, and less intrusive for the people that didn't like it But uh, the people that are participating Are certainly going to enjoy it, I believe We're already working on challenges and, and so forth, so that it's all Streamlined and meticulous So, And, and I, I talked to Neil already And he has uh, graciously agreed to Co-host the podcast again with me For Make It So And uh, we'll bring you interviews and discussions On all the cards as they come up, so thanks for the question, faithful reader. Oh, he also wanted a a Tribbles spoiler, but uh I don't have any for you, although Tribble's three is Tribbles expansion three is is being worked on. I just don't know when we're going to have it yet. so moving on, do some chat room questions here. Um, at the time I'm recording this, it's a little after noon on Friday. So in, in about two hours, you'll probably be hearing this. So these questions were asked around that time. First question is from uh, Fracken Phoenix, who's a 1E world champion and a long-time 1E player. And he said, uh, Hey Charlie, this is Jordan slash Frackin' Phoenix. At Gen Con last year, I told you I was sick of playing Delta Quadrant in tournaments and challenged you to make other quadrants competitive enough to keep up. What quadrant do you think I'll be playing at Gen Con this year? Well, the optimist in me thinks that, uh, the Alpha Quadrant is getting right up to where the Delta Quadrant is. Not, not, between boosting the Alpha Quadrant and adding new cards for them and weakening the Delta Quadrant. The, the goal is not to make everybody as good as the Delta Quadrant. The Delta Quadrant is to make everybody at the same level. And you're doing that by, by boosting Alpha, Mir, and Gamma to some extent and weakening the Delta to some extent. Um, if Worlds were right now, I think he'd be playing Delta, unfortunately. Um, but between Ba, between Shades of Grey, yes, I just confirmed something there, between Homefront 2, which, which we don't have a name for yet, and between a possibility, a possible another new virtual expansion around Gen Con, I think there's a a chance that, uh, non-Delta decks will do fairly well. I mean, I think Starfleet's pretty sweet. They, uh, I've played Starfleet a lot on Lackey in, in a couple... Uh, uh, t- bleh, sorry, a couple tournament games, and they are... They can draw an insane amount of cards. They have a lot of tricks. They're fairly good. Um, and will only get better as they get more stuff. So I, I still say, as an odds maker, Delta Quadrant is probably going to win. It's going to take a while to get them where they need to go. Um, you don't want to just wholesale neuter them and at the same time you don't want to escalate the game so that Cleons and Romulans and Bajorans are just as good so we'll see we'll we'll see how Shades of Grey shakes things up and, and go from there um next I have a couple questions for Baron Morath uh his his first question is any news on a replacement for Brad um, Brad DeFruiter retired at the end of Extreme Measures um so we don't currently have a somebody named a lead designer. Um, the truth is Brad had already set up Project Rizzy, which is being worked on um, by myself and Keith Morris Foreman, the uh, Make It So 1 winner, and a couple other folk. And we haven't really put a lot of time and energy into finding Brad's replacement yet because we're spending a lot of time looking at how we've been doing design in the past, and how we want to keep doing design going forward. Um, I'm not sure that the model that we've been using is... Oh, and the phone's ringing. Outstanding. We're just going to pause for a second while that stops. Sorry about that, folks. We're back. Um, One of these days, I'll be out of debt and won't be getting calls from bill collectors. Anyway, we're talking about Brad. Um, I'm not sure that the model that we've been using for the last couple years is what's best for us right now. Um, I've been talking with some of the assistant designers and some of the rules people, some of the uh, behind-the-scenes folks to, to re- just reevaluate the structure of the organization in terms of development and decide what we want to do before we post applications for uh, a replacement for that position. I don't want to tap somebody to do that job and then change the job. I, I think that would be lame, so um, I will say this, I'm... Probably going to be looking at the current stable of assistant designers for somebody to take Brad's role, and then going to the public to to hire a new assistant designer. Um, I won't. I'm not saying that for sure because I, I believe in giving everybody a chance. But um, you know, the people who are assistant designers have worked within our system for a while and and uh, know more of the ins and outs than somebody who hasn't. So I, I, I'm not. I don't want to discourage anybody out there who. He really wants to apply for Brad's position because uh, if, if, if and when we get to that point, everybody will have that chance and everybody will be considered equally and fairly. But there, there's a bar that's been set already that you're going to have to clear. Just you know, But that doesn't mean that you can't come in as an assistant designer and then get that chance in a year or two. So um, Baron's other suggestion was, how ha- how is implementing the rules liaisons been received so far? Um... I don't know that the program is working the way I was hoping it would work. I don't know if that is uh, a flaw in the design of the program or people are still getting used to it. I, I want to say that I think that the two people in those positions have been doing very well um, for the most part. I there's, there's deeper issues with, you know, how rules and design interact and all that stuff that, like I said, I mentioned when we were talking about Brad, but we're working on that, and... I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, things have been very hectic around here with, uh, you know, the standard amount of drama and having to plan Gen Con. And, and you, I should take a picture of my uh, office wall. It's just covered in papers with little post-it notes planning out, really, I have a calendar being planned out through 2016. So it's just been a very hectic time. Now that the Gen Con schedule is done, uh, regionals are done, maybe uh, we can work on this reorganization stuff a little bit more, so, to answer the question, though, I, I think they're, they're helping, I just don't know if they're helping enough, or they're helping to the level that I thought they would, but again, that might be a flaw in my, you know, vision, and, and not a flaw in the way that anybody's doing the job, so, all right, uh, I have a big PM here from, uh, Flay, f l FL Razor, Flay Fri- Fla- Razor, Flay Razor, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, Good guy, I know from uh, Minnesota. He's got a bunch of questions, so let's start hitting a couple of those. Uh, was there a card that you designed or worked on that you really wish made it into a set, but hasn't made it yet? Um, I-, I want the Children of Light. And I-, I know that, that when we made them, they were just just awful. So not 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 a specific card from the Children of Light, but I feel like that is my biggest failure as a designer, as a member of the design team, is is not being able to get them right. And having to cut them and push them because it's something that a lot of people wanted to see um, something that a lot of people want to see something that we heavily implied we were doing with, with Infinite Diversity I, I really just want to get them fixed and in the game and, and you know they're not going to be in Rizzy because they don't fit the theme at all but hopefully with maybe the set after that we can get them in there or, or maybe a hologram set in the future um, I just really feel like I failed to get them right and it kind of weighs on me a little bit. Um, what is your favorite deck that you've played and why was it your favorite? What decks would you like to try that you've never played and why? Um, my favorite deck is what Brian Sykes called the Juggernaut. It was a Bajoran deck played, uh, I want to say 2006, 2007, maybe 2008. It was a, a versatile deck. It could It could do two missions and battle for bonus points to win it could do three missions you know this sort of standard deck it could do four missions and uh, play you know endangered and at what cost and use bonus points like crazy it, it could win in multiple ways and and no matter what almost no matter what my opponent was doing I had a way to react to it I could um, crim out bad dilemmas you know tragic turns stuff like that I could uh, negate battles With Let's uh, forget the event Resistance tactics I could uh, Come and battle you for points I could do event destruction I could rescue captives uh, and The only thing it really couldn't deal with Was, was Borg Assimilation But uh, it really wasn't played much In my area at the time So I, I've tried to rebuild that deck since It's it's never really gotten the flow right I wish I had a deck list for it I don't Um I think maybe with Bajoran resistance, though now they might I might be able to try to put it back together. Um, a deck I've always wanted to play and haven't. the The two would be Maki and Ferengi, and it's either I don't have the cards I need to put them together, or I'm not smart enough to figure out how to play them well. and And I would really like to have the time and energy and resources to sit down and and build and play test and fine tune. Uh, a Maki Disruption deck and a Ferengi Trick deck and, and, and play them and, and do well with them. A um, couple people, including uh, Fraser here and uh, Baron Morath and Jared in the chat room wanted to know how, how the Ambassador Program is shaping up. And, and it's, it's coming. We've picked up, I want to say, maybe 15, 20 so far, and I know there are a lot more applications out there still being reviewed. Um, We've got some plans for the Ambassador Program. Um, somebody was asking well what 's the compensation going to be and i i don't really know we don 't really know um i don't want to i don 't want this to sound wrong, but i don't want people becoming ambassadors for free stuff that 's kind of the wrong attitude on it um, The people we're looking for to become ambassadors. Should be doing it because they love the game And they want to grow the game And they want more people to play with And they like traveling and playing with new people It's not to say that there won't be stuff In fact, I think we're going to be doing um, We're going to be sending ambassadors This is just just examples Nothing here is set in stone But we're going to be sending example, uh, sending ambassadors Preview cards for expansions That um, are like promos That they, can, they can't keep And they can't give away in their local playgroup So they have to go somewhere Or Players have to come to them to give them away. Um, you know they're going to get extra info about expansions to give out to their local playgroups. You know it, it's tough in the day of the internet to do that. You know, 15 years ago, when not that many people were on the internet, you could give information out to, to playtesters or to, to ambassadors, and it was actually kind of a big deal because that information wasn't immediately posted on the internet and tweeted and Facebooked and. And smartphoned around the world in in ten minutes, but um, you know, uh, and, and to be to be fair, the compensation that we offer to our ambassadors is is going to be uh, time and performance based, probably more than any other position in the CC, uh, just simply out of necessity. But you know, we're gonna send them some special and ev- everything they get. They can keep one of for themselves. So if we send out exclusive preview cards for the next set, they get to keep one for themselves. And if we send out uh, special, you know, skill badges or, or, or whatever, they get to keep some of that for themselves. And, and they'll probably be they'll probably be uh, premium memberships involved, and, and 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 you know, it's really access to information and, and the status that I hope are going to be the this, the big selling points and the perks that we do give out. Um, hopefully will be enough to keep people, you know, compensated. Obviously, you know, if we were deciphered six, seven years ago or, you know, a in-profit gaming company, I'd be sending out boxes of product to, to these folks, but we just really can't do that right now. So I hope everybody understands. I hope it doesn't turn anybody off from being an ambassador because we need more. We need to grow the game and our ambassadors are going to be our field agents to help us do that. So... Let's see what other questions we've got in here. Uh, Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. A couple people want to know about upcoming rulings. Ben Hosp is very curious about the uh, Klingon Tea ceremony situation and legacy. Um, I will say that both of those are addressed in the CRD, which is coming out Monday. I actually have everything ready. All the erotic cards are done, all the CRD documents are updated. And I, Again, I want to apologize to everybody for the delay there. It's not Art's fault, it's not Rule's fault, it's not Design's fault, it's entirely my fault for not coordinating and, and planning better last week. R- regardless, um, everything's set and ready to go. I just don't want to put it up on a Friday because I know there are tournaments this weekend and I don't want somebody who's already got their deck built and ready to get you know, messed up by an errata. Uh, although to be fair, in one in e, none of the errata would really bother anybody because we're bringing cards off the ban list. And one's Picard maneuver for one e, which is which was changed in Ba. Two of them are only going to help you, and three of them are cards coming off the ban list. So I don't think anybody would be too upset in one e. But in, in, I don't think anybody in two e would be upset because it's a lot of uh, um wording changes, Um, but there are one or two that people may have built decks around that would suddenly break, and I I don't want anybody to have worked on the deck all week and then find out today, oh, it doesn't work anymore, that's the reason why we put these out on Monday, so that you have, you know, a full week to adjust if you have an event that weekend, so, uh, those will be up on Monday, absolutely, for sure, and uh, I don't really want to give out any more information on them, Uh, there's, I think, six cards in each one, so... Plus a couple rulings and an OTF document update, so because you can finally see Deep Space Nine now. Woo! Um, Jared in the chat room wants to know, what can you tell us about the future of TUI in regards to getting more interactive deck types? Well, that is a big goal. Um, mission solvers are always going to be the core of Second Edition, but interaction decks are what keeps them honest. You know, a far-seeing eyes deck a mass assimilator, a mass capture, a Krug battle deck, an all-out war battle deck, um, Tragic Turn even, to an extent. Those are the things that keep the mission solvers honest. Some of them are too powerful. Um, tragic Turn is, is really powerful. Uh, you know, the the wayune headset deck from Worlds was way too powerful. Um, so we're trying to keep an eye on some of those. I, you know, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know, I think maybe Borg assimilation is, uh, Getting to the point where it can be too good, but I also think that you can play around it, and and you know if you just keep bringing mission solvers week after week and not changing your deck to deal with your local metagame, uh, you know I, I don't know if that's really design's fault, but you know I don't know. Um, but creating more interaction, more opportunities to interact with your opponent is is a, is a priority for for both games, and I would say even more so for one e than two e, but but in Rizzy. Uh, There are a number of cards that uh, seek to, I'm going to use the word throwback to older deck types that used to exist, or that have the capability of existing that never really have, and uh, a couple of them are interactive deck types, so I really think that uh, we'll be seeing that in the future. Um, His other question, Jared's other question was, how can we expect... can we expect to see more dilemmas and more dilemma strategies that flow more naturally into certain decks? And again, I absolutely think that's a long-term design goal. Um, I think the, the most rewarding decks to play and the most satisfying decks to play are the ones where the deck and the dilemma pile merge and synergize into a cohesive unit. Uh, I think it's kind of unfun when you just grab a random deck and grab a random dilemma pile and go. Um, and that was really the status quo Last year and the year before, which was what led to things like Legacy and and Damaged Starfleet and and that kind of stuff. Because if you looked at the statistics from 2009, it was the same 15 Dilemmas in 75% of the Dilemma Piles, and then the rest of them would be very very little bit. Um, But everybody was running GOM2 where no one has gone before, Chula the Chandra, Old Differences, Uh, you know, the same dilemmas that, you know, don't require any thought, they don't require any tracking, they don't require any skill, you just put them in the dilemma pile and play them, and you have a pretty good chance at stopping your opponent. I mean, there are three hard times in almost every dilemma pile ever put together. And now, whether you like Legacy or not, you don't see that as much anymore, and I think that alone is a good thing. And and that's the kind of stuff we want to keep doing, which is... um, Uh, in promoting diversity and promoting deck-to-dilemma-pile synergy. So I would really like to see that uh, happen. So I'm going to flip back over here to uh, Fleurazer's questions. I mean, he really did send me, like, a huge list, which is cool. Um, When the CC started, you mentioned a five-year plan for distribution of Decipher promos that the CC purchased. Anything you can comment on with regards to that plan after three-plus years and what's still to come? First point of order, we didn't purchase any foils. Um, all of the foils that we got from Decipher were were donated. Um, we did have a five-year plan. The five-year plan mostly was, I'm going to take five copies of every foil out and put them in minders and give them to the next five world champions. So we have uh, two more left. We have 2011 and 2012, and then those are gone. Um, we have been... I know... We have been incredibly stingy with the foils. Um, Mostly out of fear. Because I I don't want them to run out. And then... Early on, I was very afraid that once we ran out of foils, everybody would stop playing. And I I don't think that's the case anymore. So, eventually, I want to get rid of all of them. Because they're not doing us any good sitting in a warehouse. Um, You know... The raffle is going to be a great way to get rid of a lot of these. There's going to be uh, foils in the, the raffle kit, and the, not the raffle kits, the regional kits. Um, I think the 2E one is in the Pa Reyes Wake this year, so there'll be a couple in every regional kit. And we're pretty much going to distribute all of them. We're going to hold back a couple for, for you know emergencies or rainy days type situations, but um, we're going to take all of them we have, divide them by the number of 2E regionals we have, and give out that many, so I don't know if it's going to be three or, or eight, I don't know. Um, that's math that Dan does and I don't have to deal with. The rest of them, you know, I want to give out some at all of our major events, you know, we'll have a Continentals foil like we've did the last couple of years, we'll, we'll try to put some in Nationals kits, we'll try to put some in Regionals, um, we'll try to give some away through contests, but... I want to make them last, and 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 a lot. You know, I caught some grief from a couple guys at Nationals saying, "Well, why aren't you giving these out?" You know, there should be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these, and, and there are not. I mean, I don't have the file in front of me, but we have a couple, we have a couple foils that we only got from day one, like twenty copies of, and I don't know if Decipher's hoarding the rest of them, or they pulped the rest of them, or they gave them out to people that they owed money to. I, I don't know, all I know is what we got And and, and actually, if you indulge me for a moment I'm going to pull up my inventory sheet here um, uh, Chit-chat to you while I'm doing this um, At the last count, which was earlier this year For example, we have uh, 14 Agonizing Encounter foils We have 34 Kalis foils uh, I think that was one of the common ones. Let me find one of the rare ones. Uh, Amnesty Talks, 44. Um, Desperate Sacrifice, 12. You know, I, with only 12 copies of a foil to distribute across the world, I can't give one to everybody who wants one. You know, I, I and and a couple people have suggested in the past, well, let's put some of these on eBay. I don't want to do that, because then there's a chance that they're going to go to collector's only and not to players, and I think players deserve, people who come to tournaments deserve the, them first. You know, I don't want to belittle collectors because I, I love the collectors and I, I love that they're out there and they're supporting people that sell Star Trek and, and indirectly supporting the game because they trade away cards they don't need, but our goal as an organization supporting the game and supporting people playing the game needs to to be prioritize people who play the game and not people who collect them and keep them in, in, in binders the people even, even if you're not playing in sanctioned tournaments even if you're just getting together with your buddies once or twice a week or once or twice a month and playing star trek those are the people who deserve these cards in my opinion first now you know if we did a global referendum you know we could sell these cards and probably make a couple thousand several thousand dollars but and that would be great because that would keep us running for a long long time but i, I don't want to do that unless you know Everybody and their brother says we should do that. I, I don't. I don't think we need to do that. I would rather give them away through the raffles. I'd rather give them away through uh, promotions, contests, competition, and uh, and um, go from there. So hopefully that answers the question. You know, the five-year plan as it was is largely outdated. We'll probably uh, post Gen Con, sit down and and look at what we have and decide for the next. Um, you know, five, six years, how we want to give away everything, and, and then stick to that plan. And then, when they're gone, they're gone. And hopefully, uh, the the other stuff that we offer, the the virtual AIs or the the skill pins and, and, and the new pins that are coming soon, and, and other things that we can do, will uh, replace that in, in in people's desire for prizes. So, um, another question from Jared. Are there any affiliations that the design team for 2E believes need attention in the upcoming sets? Absolutely. Uh, there are always affiliations that are on the bottom rung. Although I will say that this next expansion, Project Rizzy, uh, right now, has a noun of every color in it. Every template, every, almost every sub-affiliation gets one or more personnel and or ships. Um, it, it's a very rainbow affiliation. Uh, expansion. Unlike some of the, the more recent ones, this is it's like everybody gets something. Yes, and that means uh, Klingons, Borg, Federation. All, everybody gets something. Um, that may change. You know, we're still testing, so that may change. But there are always affiliations that need more than others. And you know, we have a lot of uh, stats and a lot of sta- uh, of tracking and a lot of uh, data to look at when we do an expansion to decide what what uh, what needs what. Um, Baron Morath asks, are there any of the positions posted that have not yet received any applications? Um, so far, and now he's talking about the brand managers, the creative managers, and the achievement master. Every applic- uh, every position has received at least one application, but, but I will say I'm disappointed in the numbers. Um, I have not looked at any of the actual applications yet. I mean, I've sort of glanced through to see who was applied. Um, but I haven't sat down and looked at any of the applications, so I can't speak to their quality, but I am I'm disappointed at the number. You know, some of these positions we've only had one or two people apply for, and I get every day or every week, you know, seven or eight people. How can I help? How can I help? And I understand that, you know, there are some time commitments involved and that not everybody can do that. And, and Maybe I'm just disappointed more than anything, but uh, there will be more opportunities, you know, that we still need ambassadors. There will be... Uh, people who need to be on the creative team. Um, we can always use play testers. But I, I get the feeling that there are a lot of people who want to help and they want to do design. And, and I understand that because design's a lot of fun. But there just aren't design spots that open all that often. And if that's really the only thing you're interested in, if you want to help but all you want to do is design, um, it's going to be a while before you get a chance to do that. I, I will say it would be easier to move from one position into a design position than to go from nothing to a design position. With the exception of, you know, winning, make it so. Um, so if if you're really, truly interested in design and you're willing to put in three, four hours a week doing um, brand manager, creative manager stuff, you know, down the road in a year or two when I ne- when we need assistant designer for a set, uh, we, we generally look internally before we look anywhere else. So... Just a hint there. Uh, I know there's still a whole other week on the clock for these applications, and I'm sure there's some people that are taking their time, and, and I'll probably be embarrassed next week when I come and be like, yeah, we've got like 30 people for every position now, and it's going to be a nightmare to pick somebody, but I was really hoping for more than two or three applications for some of these positions. So I'm going to go back to uh, Floreser's questions here, because he asked a ton of them. Uh, what are your major areas of concern from your position as chairman, that you'd like to see addressed by the CC and the community as a whole. Well, the first one is filling these positions. Um, I need to be delegating some of my work. I I love doing what I do, and I'm happy to do it, but the fact is, if, if somebody calls me up and says, we have a job for you, I need to take it. Because I don't get paid for the CC stuff. I need to work, and there is no way that I can put in the time that I'm currently putting in for the CC and maintain a full-time job, and continue to survive. Uh, I do 40 to 50 hours a week minimum of work just on Star Trek, uh, between all the various things that I'm doing and, and and so forth. And that's not just me sitting in the chat room talking to people, and that's not me playing games with people. That's working. Um, so I can't keep doing that. So the 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 five positions that are up now are all things that I do. Right now Every single one of those things Is something that I'm taking care of And um, I'm trying to offload those Into to other people So I can spend some time Training them And get them To do those jobs With you know my support Instead of me doing the job With other people's support There are a couple other positions I would like to farm off um, To spin off in, in in the next phase After we get these people in place And get them trained To make sure that they're working There's more stuff That I wanted to ha- have uh, People do So me delegating, and it's not just me. It's you know we need to get some people in that are backing up our art team. We need to get some people in that are backing up our uh, IT team because if if some sort of tragedy strikes, you know knock on wood I don't want anything to happen. But if if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, there's going to be trouble. If if Maloos gets uh, promoted at work and can't do his work anymore, there may it may be trouble. We've taken steps to deal with that, but. um we, we need to, to make sure that we have redundancy so that no one person is, is holding up the entire organization. Um, the biggest issue lately, though, has been um, the negativity on the forums. And since we've asked the moderators to step it up and then put that, you know, 0 tolerance policy in place, it's been better. Um, there are still a couple people that are pushing the line and testing the waters. They're just sort of doing it differently. Um Posting on other sites, going into the chat room, uh, sending text messages, sending private messages, um, threatening people, threatening us, threatening me, threatening others, Not, not cool at all, and it's really stressing me out. So, everybody who's listening to this, everybody who's listening to this who knows somebody who's causing problems, tell them to knock it off or tell them to stop. And, and just leave the community. I, I don't want anybody to leave the community, but if someone out there is incapable of not being mean or incapable of accepting a decision they don't agree with, they need to just move on. And I don't say that lightly, but, you know, we're an organization. We support. We're a community. We're not an organization. We're a community. We support each other. We want everybody here, but if if... A small group of people, and I mean very small, are unable to abide by what the community has decided is in its best interests. If they can't adapt, they need to move on that That's not to say that they can't play in tournaments or they can't participate in events or they can't come to our big events, but if they can't behave themselves on the forums or in the chat rooms or or in private messages, then either we need to either we need to do it or you need to do it yourself and and I don't want to ban somebody. I don't want to be the organization that's like, "Oh, you're disagreeing with us, banned." And that's not what we're talking about. I don't care if you disagree with me. I don't care if you want to say that I'm stupid and I've done everything wrong. If, if as long as you're doing it in a way that's not, you know, malicious or uh offensive, but you, you people out there have to stop, you know, couple people are like, well, this entire playgroup is a bunch of jerks, and and it's happening in more than one place, and that's just not acceptable, I mean, you don't know those people, you can't, you know, if you have a problem with one person, deal with that one person, don't drag everybody else through the mud with it, you know, if you have a problem with, with Billy Bob, go talk to Billy Bob, don't insult everybody that Billy Bob is friends with, everybody that Billy Bob talks to, and, and, everybody that's ever read Billy Bob's post that's, that's just not how we operate and that's not how I want to operate so my big appeal to the community is go back and read Malowis's post about negativity read some of my blog entries on it and just, just do it just follow it don't don't be pushing the line and don't be insulting each other just don't do it don't force us to take a ban action that we don't want to take Okay. Uh, okay. And that segues well into the next question, which was we've had a lot of negative stuff. So what's what about some good news? Tell us some good plans in the CC's future or some positive things you're seeing in the community. Well, uh, we are seeing a lot of new players, new new community groups. We know, we've got 61 regionals this year, which is the most we've had ever. Um, I've had a lot of people um, saying good things about extreme measures. A lot of people have said good things about Ba. I know a lot of people who've seen Shades of Grey said really good things about it. Um, there's, There's been... You know, I, I just think that this this cloud of negativity has gone on too long. I take responsibility for that. Uh, I don't like conflict, and I let things go. I, I think that that's over, and I think that we, you know, moving into Gen Con is going to be huge. Um this regional season is going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to see what's winning and what's not winning. Um, It's going to be fun to uh, see what comes out of design and development. It's going to be fun to see how the community reacts to some of the the contests and and competitions we have coming up. I'm actually really looking forward to make it so, too. I'm looking forward to um, finishing Will of the Collective. I'm looking forward to... Um, announcing Continentals, North American Continentals, which will be very, very soon. I'm looking forward to uh, finishing this timeline on my wall. I mean, there's a lot coming that's awesome. The the people are great. They have some great ideas. And I can't wait to to get into competition season. You know, there's this anticipation that I'm feeling that, you know, in another three weeks we'll be doing regional reports and and stuff like that, and I can't wait for that. That's the best part of the year. What's my favorite thing about being chairman? Uh just interacting with the community. Um for I have 999 positive interactions for every one negative interaction that I get and that fills me with so much energy and hope and excitement. It makes it easy to spend 40, 50, 60 hours a week doing this even when I am busy on other stuff. Um I make I always find the time. You know, I've been playing a lot on Lackey lately. I've been playing over Skype. I've been uh, playing Dominion with guys in the chat room. It's just been a blast. So, I just love this whole job. I love this whole organization. I love this whole community. And I hope that I get to keep being a part of it for a very long time. Uh, The last one is, if I were to tell you Kyle sent me, what would you tell me in reply? Well, I would probably feel obligated to dig up uh, a spoiler for you. So, I'm going to open up the sorry, you're hearing me clicking frantically in the background, I'm sure. I'm going to try to find the Shades of Grey file and give you a spoiler. Let's see what we got in Shades of Grey. Oops, that didn't work. Alright, one more second here while I find the file. You can see how organized I am. Files everywhere. I really take screenshots for you guys and show you how cluttered things are. I'm not going to remember what we've spoiled and what we haven't. Um, hmm. I'm on a mission. Spoil a mission for you. This is a two span Alpha Quadrant planet mission. Worth 30 points It has the collector's number of 29V It is called Investigate Anachronism It is the planet Theta-8 And the lore says Discover origin of 20th century Earth material In orbit of alien planet The affiliation icons on it are Federation, Klingon, and Non-Aligned The mission requirements are Anthropology times 2 plus, parentheses, Greed times 2 or Cunning greater than 33. So you could solve it with Anthropology times 2 and Greed times 2 or you can solve it with Anthropology times 2 and Cunning greater than 33. And there's a line of text on it that says When seated, you may download Hotel Royale here. So, that's a fun little spoiler. I, uh, a little hint for those of you who have been following all the little hints and bits. Bits. Um, the card now called Hotel Royale was formerly called Emblem of the Casino. And I had hinted that there was a new Emblem-style card in the game. Uh, emblem of the Casino is now called Hotel Royale. And there you go. So hopefully that's uh, exciting for you. I'm going to scan the chat room real quick to see if there's any other questions... Um, Baron Morath, will the CC wholeheartedly endorse one of the three 2E online systems? Well, I don't know yet. We need to play with them all. We need to see how they're working. Um, I don't see a reason why they can't all coexist, as long as somebody is willing to do the work on them. Ultimately, I think, one of the three is going to emerge as the more popular one, and if if we were going to officially support one of them, I think it would end up being whichever one people are using. Um... I don't. I don't feel it's right, or it's our responsibility to say use this. Uh, we'll let people try the different systems and see what they like, and if one of them stands out above the others, um, we can look at maybe making it some some official stuff. But for now, I just think we'll uh, leave them all alone. Uh, let's see. I don't see any other questions. Oh, Ben Hosp wants to know what my favorite race to play in Twilight Imperium is. I like, uh, I call them the Turtles. They're the really defensive guys. I don't remember their names. And the other ones that I really, really like are the uh, Embers, the Fire Elementals, I call them. Uh, Simply because they can fly through supernovas, and I have won games doing that before. When when I get them, and, and you get supernovas, and you can strategically place them, you know, being able to fly through a supernova is awesome. And I also think they start with start with the War Sons, which is also pretty pretty beastly. Um, um, uh, I don't see any other questions, so I apologize to anybody if I missed one. But I think that's all the questions for today. Um, I've been talking for longer than I thought I was going to. I apologize if you don't like the sound of my voice, or you think I'm boring. Next week I will do my best to make sure we have a guest in here. Um, In the meantime, live long and prosper, sayonara, and have a great weekend.